0: Locking Toilets with Alex Hope and William Smith.
1: welcome back to talking toilets lockdown specials this is the fifth week yeah week
0: five and we start with a little trumpet and tuba solo from william smith which (laughs) is definitely staying in
1: no, I've been incredibly gassy to be fair the uh, we had, What's I had caused
0: a... that is it the smoothie you're drinking the spirulina nonsense no well on?
1: spirulina is a nonsense it's incredibly healthy for you but no it's I think it's due to uh, like two days ago I had a, you know like it was a friend's birthday so we did a karaoke and I drank quite a lot of whiskey. Yeah, more than I should have done. I basically just drank everything that I had not been drinking for the past few years and just carried from rented accommodation to rented accommodation. Yeah,
0: I'm very aware of those items.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, so that was good. So I enjoyed that. And then uh, yesterday was like a hangover day where the only thing I had to eat was, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner was a Papa John's pizza. Um, Oh, okay. Which was nice. It's one of the, you know, to financially uh, make Papa John's viable... You have to have it for three meals, really. Um... Three meals
0: and six people,
1: and... surely. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah, but I think that's, that's led to me being slightly gassy. Uh, but overall, how are you at the moment, Alex? Are you good?
0: Yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm surviving. I'm recently back at my work. I've had a weekend after two days back, which is always a good start, I'd say. Start as you mean to go on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's not going to happen. But yeah, no, it's good. It's uh, Being outside is okay. The weather stayed okay. <laughs> yeah, the which right. I know you were worried about. Um, l- life at home is as usual. I'm glad to be back using my lavatory after a couple of scary days out in the road. But yeah, <laughs> apart from that, all yeah, good. Yeah, good.
1: Yeah, no, I'm all right as well. Yeah, thank you for asking, Alex. The, uh, of course. Uh, yeah, no, I'm fine, kind of uh, still. I'm treading this kind of trepidatious ground where I don't want to return to work, but I actively would like to return to normal life. And I'm probably one of the millions out there who's currently thinking about maybe having a change of career, Um, trying to work out how I plan that motion with like nothing being around in the world. You know, there are only so many online courses you can do. And most of the (laughs) ones, most of the ones that are progressive in terms of building a career cost a lot of money and have a lot of time commitment. Um, Yeah, true. The, yeah my toilet story this week is quite um, simple it's surprise surprise uh, revolved around the toilet that I have in my flat
0: um, that you've been glued to for the past nine weeks
1: seven eight weeks eight weeks I think the you know, I've, okay. eight weeks I've very rarely used the toilet other than my own uh, in fact it's mostly being nature or my own toilet. Right, um, and it's been lovely. Actually, it's quite yeah. i yeah, as spoken about before. I enjoy my toilet. Uh, this situation was. I want to stress that it's not my toilet's fault. What happened? Okay. It's my toilet remains as it yeah as wonderful as it is. Um, so I sat down on my lovely toilet. This was the night of. This was uh, two nights ago, um, which was during the karaoke thing. On the uh, party night. On the party night. Um, so I sat down on the toilet, probably was four whiskey gingers in, um, and heard a, a noise I'd never heard before in the flat. It was like um like an air raid siren. It was Oh god! Was, yeah, like burp, burp, burp. it really was quite um, alarming. And it took me quite a while to work out where it was coming from, what was going on. Um so yeah, so sat on the toilet, was halfway through a poo. And then the alarm starts going off, and I'm just like, "Well, uh, um, okay, what do I do?" Um, so I, shy- the, the order
0: you do the next things are really important.
1: Well, shy, shyly wipe, if that's the terminology. I I grab the toilet paper. A swipe. A swipe, and kind of just like kind of slide it over my arse. Um, I did not look shy. <laughs> not look shy. And no. Then, so, well, it, basically, I stopped mid poo, um, wiped whatever was solid off my ass. I didn't do like an investigative um, wipe. Uh, shook it in the toilet. Pulled my trousers up. Um, Opened the door to then my girlfriend Shannon, who was in the other room with her headphones on. She was doing, she was hosting a virtual quiz, and she was kind of it like doing like this. She had only just started to discover that there was something wrong. Apparently, it was the people that were that she was doing the quiz with were like, "Can anyone else hear that really loud noise?" And Shannon was so invested in hosting this quiz that she hadn't noticed. But I, put you know, barged in this room, and I'm like, you know, what's going on? You know, Shannon has an incense lit. But right. that, but the, but yeah, the windows open. Yeah, we've had incense yeah. lit in this room. Okay. Yeah, you know, loads. Like yeah, you know, we're cooking. Yeah, you know, we we've never had the alarm go off before or noticed so it.
0: So you're crossing out all the options. Well, as you I go don't. Along. Well, I
1: don't think it's us. So then, you know, then that thing plays in my head, which is you, um, you know, don't grab anything, just leave the building. Um, so naturally, I go. I yeah, you know, I get my shoes because I'm currently barefoot. I get my shoes, I get my phone, which takes me, I don't know, 20 seconds to grab. It's not like a am endangering anybody but myself. Um, sh- Shannon's more smart and doesn't grab anything. Um, and just actually, she says goodbye to the people on her quiz saying, give me a minute. And then yeah. goes, I, not annoyingly. So during this time where I was dealing with this alarm and had taken a poo, the girls whose birthday it was during the karaoke, it was her song singing Hey Big Spender. And it looks, because it was Zoom where it isolates only the audio of the main person. Um, it meant that they, she just assumes that I just fucked off during her song. But, um, but anyway, yep. So I've grabbed my shoes, I've grabbed my yeah. phone um, and I just go down the stairs uh, and at the bottom I'm greeted with the two people that live below me. There is one right. person who lives above me, and it wasn't them they, you know, they weren't there, so the two people are below um they're both at the fire alarm panel saying it's flat D, which is the flat above me, and they're no no not here to be seen and then right. that, and that's when panic sets in because it's like you know if it was it's is it an unoccupied. You know, are not, yeah, are yeah, they not are they not in the flat and there's a fire in there? What's going on? So I run upstairs and I like kind of banging on the door, banging on the door. It's the door directly opposite my door. Um and they, you know, maybe after forty five seconds, potentially a minute of banging on the door, they open it and it's the girl and she's just like, Oh, sorry, yeah, I was cooking. And it, yeah. was, and it was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Like, well, the like during the period of time it's taken for me, <laughs> for it's taken for me to knock on your door, I've, you know, loosely had a wipe in the toilet. I haven't. <laughs> I, I have. I've got Shannon, who's ended her quiz. I've grabbed my phone and my shoes. We've run downstairs, communicated with the people downstairs that it's not them. Seen it's flat. Seen it's flat D then run upstairs, knocked on your door, by which time the alarm has been um, cancelled by the people downstairs, and then it's you know, reignited. The alarm has happened a second time. It's, you know, it's been set off a second time, and now you're opening the door. And she was just like, oh, yeah, I was just cooking... And it was like, fucking how you are not an alert person. We are My not living God. with an alert person. But yeah, all oh jeez. But the entire experience began while I was on the toilet.
0: I mean, did you, did you, were you able to finish, resume, or were you too shy?
1: Yeah, no, I returned back to the toilet where I saw the kind of. You a half log and one sheet of toilet paper in the toilet.
0: I didn't hear a flush. Yeah, so you hadn't flushed. Yeah, no, I didn't no, hear no. a flush in your, in your uh, line of activity, which makes me think that if I ever have to discover you dead, I just wonder what state you're going to have left your toilet in. Am I worried, <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry about my toilet. My toilet, My I. I love the state of my toilet. It's probably the cleanest part of the flat. Do you think that a fire investigator? Would, um, would have seen that and been like, oh, we've got, we got one extremely alert person in this building who was so concerned for the safety of themselves and everyone else that within their toilet lies only one piece of toilet paper. <laughs> and, it, and it was very clear that they required more than that one single sheet. Because of what lays beneath. Because of yeah. what lays beneath.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure those are kind of accolades the fire marshals give out, but it would be. Yeah, I would. I'd be happy. I'd happily present that in my flag. No, that's
0: a pride of Britain award category. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, that was okay. My, that was my toilet story. It was good. I mean, really, that it, it sounds wasn't, very exciting. It wasn't around the toilet. It wasn't you know any of the toilet's
0: issue. It just began on the toilet and then ended on the toilet. Yeah. I blame the. Um, the girl whose birthday it was, uh, because Hey Big Spender is a showstopper. (laughs) Well, we actually did a thing where every time... So she sung
1: um, Hey Big Spender, and then every time somebody finished singing or there was like a break in chat or things were getting a bit... I don't know. um, They would... the the girl who was hosting it, which is a girl called Jen, she would play the intro to Hey Big Spender. And then that, right. that would be cue for the birthday girl. So for all of us to drink our drinks and the birthday girl would dare one of us to go and do something. Oh, and that was also, I had to doubt, somebody dared me to um, have a teaspoon of chili. Um, so that might- Oh, great. So that might have also added to the flatulence, um, which I- I
0: think that, here, you've got some gunpowder going on in the middle of your stomach.
1: <laughs> somebody yeah. mentioned to me, somebody said, oh, Will, you're going to be farting a lot tomorrow. And I was like, mate, I'll just it's just going to be the same. <laughs>
0: it's just how I live my life. <laughs> Sweet. Well, that was a lovely story. No Very exciting. So you're back out on the road then? I'm back out on the road. I have been visiting toilets far less than I usually do. So what I've tried to do, just because I'm a bit... You probably heard last week that I was getting a bit on edge about it because it just feels weird going back and also slightly more dangerous than it was before for some reason, even though people have been presumably getting their immunity to the disease or the virus rather. But I've just kind of tried to streamline my day in my head before I go out into as little contact with others as possible and that obviously can't happen in the warehouse but it can happen in a sort of like... Yeah,
1: well, you've got, to be intelli- you've got to be intelligent about it. You've got to mentally prepare yourself. You'd be stupid not to because, I mean, it is a pan- a, you know, a worldwide pandemic that you're stepping out into.
0: So toilets is a big thing. It's not helped by the fact that today I looked at a few articles about how easily transferable the virus is in toilets and public toilets. So I'm limiting my use to one a day. And that happened once In the past two days, I've been working, and that was at a service station in Baldock, Baldock Extra, and I had a plan, and what's great about the Extra service stations I've been to is that it's in a kind of circular layout. So you enter the building from a different door than another person leaving the building, and you go all the way around to the toilets, which are at the back, and then you've got the little bottleneck, which is kind of a do-or-die thing. So you have to just go in... And hope nobody's in that sort of little bend, the modesty bend of the toilet.
1: You could even do a thing where you could just get a little bell
0: or just go, I'm coming round the Yeah, 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 exactly. I need to go. I need to go. Yeah. So I went round. I did my business. People weren't really that close to one another. And then I kind of came out and went round the other way via M&S to get my favourite vegan sausage rolls. (laughs) Didn't have them, so I just left, and it just felt super efficient. So I have to I have to raise a hand to whoever runs the extra company for service stations, just merely from a heart-to-heart and say, you've done a good job, I congratulate you. People need to be reminded these days that a little bit of ingenuity is going to go a long way for a lot of people. But then you have the other side of the coin, and you have people sort of sitting... There's like there was like a stall. For some reason, the Jamaican patty company is still open, (laughs) uh, which is a you know it's a kitchen, but you know who knows. Uh, And there were like three workmen congregated around it, talking and eating patties. Regarding service station toilets, I've always
1: the one thing that I find, I suppose, the most threatening. I don't know, most kind, it unsettles me the most is the. The smiley face chart system that they always ask you. Well, they don't ask you, but they put it there. They also have it in airports as well. Where you've got a smiley face Did you like it, a kind of medium face, and then like a, a sad face. And as a kid, I've definitely been one of those people that's gone, <laughs> and just pressed the sad face over and over again. But as you become slightly more clued on to how toilets should be run... You kind of learn that this is not the place to be. And it's also definitely not the tool or device that it should that should you know, that's just going to no. spread that's just going to spread virus and bacteria, isn't it? Especially not, yeah. having it in a toilet. I understand the idea of putting it outside the toilet. Maybe people have washed their hands. You'd hope people have washed their hands and then used it. But you know, law of averages, you know. I think I think it's been designed by somebody who's gone right. We keep getting loads of complaints about our toilets, so I now need to find a very cheap solution to you know solve people's um, satisfaction rating. You know, improve it.
0: I have unofficially uh, doctored one of those feedback systems at a place I used to work at in Edinburgh. <laughs> and, uh, was it the I London? Needed- was it
1: the dungeons?
0: Uh, I wish you hadn't said it, but I suppose, uh, <laughs> I suppose my affiliation is probably severed now. They're a wonderful bunch of people, with the exception of the uh, head office, but that is another podcast. Yeah, it, it, I think I wasn't working there, and then I went to visit a few people that were doing a show, and then I left. Uh, yeah, that was it. I had an accomplice, so I'm not fully to blame. Yeah. The what? So did anything particular happen, or you
1: just had to use
0: these dodgy service stations? Uh, no, I had a very pleasant, quick, swift number one, and headed out door number two. Wow. I'm very impressed, actually, because generally, the
1: idea of leaving the house and having, you know, going, I'm only going to use one toilet that's not my own toilet now I've left my house, is something that I just wouldn't be able to do. I just don't have that, um, I don't know, what do you call it, that muscle that endurance that ability to be able to control my bladder and bowel like if i need to go i need to go and i can't yeah distract, i don't I'll... want to
0: mislead you i don't want to mislead you in thinking that that's the only toilet in the southwest of england and baldock that i that i'm going to use from this point until the vaccine no but, no, but just daily but... <laughs> you mean don't you you just <laughs> yeah it's going to be one toilet a day yeah well um, i just find and... that incredible yeah
1: should we move on to toilet news why not why not We call this section, Toilet News!
0: (laughs) Agreed. Um, Yeah, so we're going to talk a bit about the news from the past week or so. My article this week is actually, funnily enough, I found this in the sun. I don't think they've painted this in a very good light, but the protagonist is this schoolgirl who's 13 years old. She wins a court battle forcing council to scrap transgender toilet plans. So a 13-year-old girl has forced a council to scrap its transgender toilet toolkit after winning a court battle. So she went to the county council and then to the high court in Oxfordshire saying her safety and privacy was threatened because in her school they are going to present a, basically a booklet, a pamphlet with information to teachers To start to accept different people on the gender spectrum's preferred toilet and changing room situation. Uh, I thought it was important to talk about this today because today, the day we're recording this, is the 17th of May. It is the International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia. Woo! And this is, yeah, absolutely, 100%. We support that at Talking Toilets. The article is basically saying that it's a step forward that this has happened, that something clear-cut has remained in this ever-changing, ever-budding world of people early on in their lives starting to decide what their identity is and understand Mm. what their identity is and feel safe where they are vulnerable. And don't get me wrong, as a cis white man, I have my my privilege, but I also have my past, and I understand from an empathetic level what it means to these people, what it means to have something that safeguards them as well as their freedoms. And it's I feel also, like it's something that's so on.
1: ingrained in our society, in our education, in our upbringing, in our language, the the definition of gender and the categorization of that, and how important it is, you know, throughout all of our. I think. When we look at our education system, I think many people have kind of realized or analyzed that we very very much go through our entire um, school life being categorized by not just the kids by the system itself um, and how it's important to try to undo that as much as we possibly can you know if a young boy is starting to feel um, that they they're not a, the bo- they're not a boy or you know starting to question their gender or who they are. It's not themselves that's the issue. It's not the teachers that want to or the school children that are around them. It's the way society has brought them up to feel that it's not right. Whereas actually, you know, the uh, children should be taught that they just should use whatever toilet they feel most comfortable using. And therefore, and therefore you don't have to invest in, you know, loads of money in creating new toilets or, you know, putting up new toilet signs. You just make it known that it's not something to be looked down on if people are starting to be curious.
0: Absolutely. I feel like the society that we're in is a democratic society. I I wish the example that our industry in theatre and the arts, basically, predominantly, those are the buildings that have gender neutral toilets in them. Mm. If If there's any sort of ideological basis that we can give the world, it should stem from the creative arts. I feel like it's always been about equality. It's always been about getting everyone to a singular level in their own sort of freedom of expression.
1: But there is, and this is quite a difficult thought to get out without making it sound... um, I'm just going to say it. There has to be a certain level of privilege um, to be able to have certain feelings or... um, you know opinions, and that's not me saying you have to have a certain amount of privilege to suddenly feel like you're identifying in a certain you know how where you're identifying. But it's more like yes, you're right. It's very kind of left wing. You know, it's very theatres is those kind of places that are able to invest and have this kind of you know non gender binary LGBTQ plus understanding. I think quite often nowadays kids that are you know in pov- you know in poverty, um, which is a, a shocking percentage of our population um they actually have to build up an armor of masculinity or build up an armor of being very feminine to survive within the world that they're they're born into whereas if you Mm. don't have whereas if you have the privilege around you and you don't have to do that or or you're you know you you yeah you're surrounded by money then you're open to start asking those questions from an earlier age
0: yeah and i think what the uh what the council of oxfordshire were doing with this leaflet was in some way offering a leaf to one underrepresented misrepresented portion of the population from an as early a stage as you can get the stage where we're starting our life and i really feel like that's the sort of ish, that's the message that you should take away from this and not that it's it's an uh, encroachment from politics into you know mm. ordinary life whatever that is
1: From a structural point of view, though, when you think about how we decide what schools we send our kids to and things like that, because, I mean, that's the difficulty, isn't it? You know, there's always going... You know, like the the Billy Elliot kind of story. There's always going to be people that are going to challenge new thinkers. Hmm. Older generations will naturally find it more difficult to adapt to change than younger generations. It's just that's not a a negative thing. Soon you and I will be that generation that finds it hard to adapt to change. You you always hope that
0: you're not going to be that, but one day we will. The article at the end has basically said that in place of this pamphlet from uh, the Oxfordshire County Council, the school... And the school system will be taking on the Equality and Human Rights Commission guidance that gets released. It's that, that, com- that organization is basically for lots of discrimination, sort of whatever form it can be in. And it's, it's, it hands out legalistic guidance into what terms and ways things should be done in. Right, shall I move on
1: to mine? Let's do it. Right. Why we should celebrate the end of toilet paper. This is an incredibly contentious article, especially to bring up with Alex and I, but it's very difficult to dispute the facts that are being told in this. So, uh, this is from the the New Statesman, and it says, you know, toilet paper is an unhygienic, ecologically irresponsible waste of money. Our obsession with Leroy is wiping out forests by destroying 27,000 trees every day. And... You know, I mean, like, the Amazon is at threat. You know, it says here it's under severe threat from industrial logging. Much of it is toilet paper. It does make you question... You know, we kind of use toilet paper endlessly without really kind of thinking about it. You know, if you think about Mm. the service industry, how much toilet paper they go through, hospitals, an incredible amount of toilet paper. And I think what's most important about this article... I mean, okay. Let's let's go through the article. As it says, before the rising industry, uh, before the rise of industrially produced toilet paper in the mid 19th century, societies across the world used a variety of organic materials, which again references back to that article that you were chatting about. Um, the you know, although sticks it, and cloths. Yeah, although it doesn't really mention sticks and cloths here. It says <laughs> leaves, grass, which I think grass would be quite
0: an awful thing to wipe your ass with. Sand. Which uh, is incredibly surprising considering what sand is. Well yeah <laughs> yeah. But it's effectively it, rock. It is it is loads of rock.
1: But well I was thinking about sand and you know like when somebody throws up in school and then like you throw sand over it and it like absorbs yeah. That kind of idea where you, like if you just rub sand and maybe... It, it creates a more them.
0: viscous solid.
1: For you then to kind of rub off, I don't know. Fruit skins, which I think was a good idea. Have like, yeah. a, have like a bag of oranges next to the toilet. So when you, you know, have a few oranges, that's how...
0: Yeah, you know, and bananas. It will certainly disguise that smell.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. A corn cobs. Which is interesting, probably because of their shape, they felt that it was quite.
0: That's for people who really enjoy going to the toilet. Well
1: suited, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But the, you know overall, I think it's a it's a good point it's making. You know, one hundred and twenty seven rolls a year is the average person's.
0: Yeah, those user. just all the numbers in this uh, article surprised me because I mean, I because of the more. argument of the BDO. It is that <laughs> there are so many things in this article. It's a it's a really great one. that You should read at home. It is a wonderful sort of through line into this is how much money Americans spend something ridiculous like six billion dollars a year on toilet paper. (laughs) And how many percent of the the rainforest, the deforestation was due to toilet paper? It's like 15 percent. 15 percent, yeah. Which is just amazing to think of 15 percent of the grand forests of the world ending up in your hand and under your arsehole it doesn't seem a fitting end. It also ends up then kind of flushed
1: down the toilet without any second thought, and it causes about 300,000 sewer blocks every year, and that's just in the UK. Which, <laughs> and that costs, it says here, £100 million, to, but according to Water UK, um,
0: yeah.
1: to, to solve out. And, and on average, 14 wet wipes per 100 metres of coastline in Britain each year. What but is-
0: the irony is... Is that it wouldn't cost that money much money to sort out if it were the opposite system, like in Spain, France, Turkey, wherever, where you add in one extra piece of plumbing into your bathroom setup, which comes either through the back of the toilet or into a separate basin. <laughs> and what happens is that drain doesn't just become blockage free, but it becomes its own intricate uh, life, sort of giving microorganistic world where frogs and newts and snakes can live. Uh, and then eventually come to <laughs> to bask at the surface in your toilet and what a wonderful way to invite wildlife into your home it is an,
1: it is a really good article i mean it says it talks about how i mean it 's an argument which i 've always found quite difficult to uh, to accept but you know the the benefits of washing your ass, which we had done for you know thousands of years before toilet paper came in the nineteenth century. Um, how that you know they said here that in Oxfordshire they did a study with 940 men and they found 470 people um, had faecal matter in their pants. Yes, yeah. and that those and those were the all of those people were the people who were using toilet paper.
0: Which it's is shocking, isn't it? And it and brings it, back terrible memories. It also says here with B
1: days you have a lower risk of getting haemorrhoids along other genital um, or anal afflictions which is great so yeah i mean overall it's a great you know less fatbergs better health better hygiene saving the forest saving the planet i mean we could talk about water in terms of the fact that you'd be using water but i don't think there's a there's a a sound argument against when we we shit into clean drinking water anyway i think using a little bit to flush
0: your your... but at the start of this discussion you said that you weren't fully convinced
1: no i'm not fully convinced just be I, i i mean there's no, I can't argue with it in a, like an ecological kind of way. Uh I can't argue about it in an environmental way. I mean, what you could say is that it says it says in this article it costs um less than £50 pounds to have an attachable B-Day seat to your toilet. But I suppose, you know, most of people living in London, I assume, are living in rented accommodation. Um, So adding an extra bit of plumbing would probably not be beneficial for the landlords. Also, also 50 pounds a year is probably the amount of, money somebody would spend on toilet paper i imagine if you're just buying toilet paper for yourself it does say
0: that at the bottom the average is 40 quid the average is 40 quid
1: i don't i don't agree with that i definitely spend more than 40 pounds a year on toilet paper but maybe it's just because it depends i don't know but the because i i spent about i spent that's because
0: you have 10 times more trips to the toilet than an ordinary human being that is that is true yeah that is true but i also probably wasn't included in this study but you know i yeah
1: it, being able to fork out that amount of money once, though, might be financially and economically viable. It might not be an investment that you know poorer people might not want to do, uh, You know, people not earning the living wage.
0: They managed to do it in the other European countries. So
1: who knows? That was probably more for necessity. Do you know what I mean? They go, right, we can't afford to buy toilet paper consistently, so why don't we just invest, do this one investment now?
0: And but now, most- seeing as the prices have sort of matched up, Yeah, maybe. I think now is now is the time. Yeah, maybe. At least half of talking toilets gives it the thumbs up.
1: (laughs) The thumbs up. Maybe I need to bite the bullet and the um, (laughs) anyway. Yeah, so that's my the article I'm bringing to the table. Uh, The I did also want to kind of give a mention out to uh, the fact that Derbyshire is still struggling with. Frogs coming up the toilet, it seems an increase. They
0: absolutely are.
1: ...an increased use. It's all over the news. Also, you would think with the coronavirus, with less people around, with less traffic, with you, know, you would expect these frogs to find more natural waters. To But for some reason, this behaviour, this change, has made them find home in the sewers. Hmm. So you wonder why that would be the case. Maybe there's Well, some... there's
0: a lot of stuff to eat down there, isn't there?
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: maybe that's it.
1: Maybe that's it. Great. Brilliant. Welcome to our topic toilet section. This is where Alex and I go back into our past memories of toilet experiences and try to link up a toilet we've had with the topic. Uh, the topic today is...
0: Unlikely toilets.
1: Unlikely toilets. I mean, got like this could be any toilet, really. Any toilet that has um, seemed unlikely So which toilet surprised you, Will? Well, mine is... I I kind of had a couple that I was thinking of, but one of which was man-made. By man-made, I mean made by me. And I I don't think I'm going to talk about that toilet today. Because because okay. it, it's festival. And we talked about festivals the other... So yeah, I, we did. So I'm going to go with a toilet that is in North London. Uh, it's in Holloway Road. And it's kind. It's in like a food market kind of area. So there's Holloway Road. Then you've got Seven Sisters Road. And you go down Seven Sisters Road. Um, and there's like... It's, it's almost like somebody has like a shop to rent. And they've gone... Right, I've got no idea how to make money out of this. Like, now's not the climate to be renting.
0: So, they've okay. just put
1: loads of benches in the middle of this thing, put booths up, and then rented each booth to somebody who wants to start doing takeaway or just, you know, starts having a kitchen or whatever. Um, and then they've signed up. So, then you've got this basically room with benches, and then you've got like an Indian, a Chinese, a burrito place. And and then after years and years and years of this place being open, a kind of culture has come where it's actually more of a community hub than anything else. Okay. It's a really nice space and they do really like there is really good food there. I'd really recommend it. What well, it the- was. Oh, what? Oh, what? Yeah, oh, what? Yeah, do not go there now. Do not yes. leave your houses. Remain indoors. Remain, Remain indoors. indoors. Yeah, it's definitely all that. But I mean, in terms of their toilet, it was an absolute surprise because, yeah, you're sat there, you're eating your food, you're probably in there with... I'd say every time I've been in there, there were about 20 employees. There are probably 10 different food stands open with two employees in each of them. And there's normally about, I don't know, three or four other people eating there. Like, there's definitely... It's, and it's also, you feel really bad because you go in and it's like... You know, the poor man on the burrito stand has got a real big smile on his face and is really trying to encourage you to... But you just because he's being so positive and wants your business, you just do not want to give it to him. You want to give it to the person that's looking really miserable in the corner that you're sure makes a great ramen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The
0: uh, But anyway, so I don't know why I linked up the... Anyway. You're, you're definitely linking back to the TripAdvisor and Yelp reviewers I referenced right <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. He was so grumpy, was so but his food was really good.
1: One star. <laughs> but the but yeah, um, I remember, so I can't remember what I was having. I think I was having some... I was having a curry... And then I went up to the kind of the back left corner where you can kind of see an exit, but it's definitely not an exit. It's like going right. into somebody's back garden.
0: Are there um, things being stored or like
1: empty yeah, cans? There, and there, stuff? Yeah, there's like bicycles, empty oil things, kind of. Yeah. And there's a guy who's got his, you know, he's probably got the, you know, he picked the short straw in terms of getting to get the plot. You know, getting, yeah. the getting the bad blood. He plot. got in last. Well, he's there at the back. He's got no advertisement. It's very unclear what he's selling, but he definitely is st- stood in the middle of the kitchen expecting business to just arrive. Um, and, you know, I go, you're, you're right, mate. And he, you know, looks very eager as if to say, oh, you you want to buy something? And I'm like, uh, is there a toilet around here that I can use? And he points to the back door. So you go oh. you go through the back door and you enter into what is kind of like... Yeah, you know at the dump where you have a section for your white appliances, like your fridges, your washing machines? Yeah, you enter the ones in... that
0: sort of sit out with the containers, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you, ex- you exit, you go out the back door, and you kind of immediately arrive in what feels like that part of the dump. You're just surrounded by washing machines, old fridges, things that people have just left there and will congregate and will you know, soon become a, an artefact of Holloway Road. And then you go to the very back, and there's like a small shack um and yeah it says lure it you go in there there are two windows which aren't windows they're just um like barbed railings so you are with you know outside one with nature the toilet paper was very damp it was you know not a particularly hygienic experience i used the toilet i was very thankful for the toilet being there uh, it had soap um, i left the toilet and went into back into this kind of you know world of white appliances um yeah. Sat down to Shannon um, and kind of had, you know, retold her my toilet experience. To which she went, Yeah, I'm going to use the toilet. You know what I mean? That kind of, oh, that is an unlikely toilet. That is a strange toilet
0: experience. It feels like my inner geography is positioning it like right at the back of wherever you are in like the dingiest, darkest corner. Yeah, well,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. It feels like. A toilet that isn't for customers. It feels like a toilet that should be, you know, just, the, you've got the employee toilet, which is horrible, and then you've got the customer toilet, which is lovely.
0: Yeah, it's got air freshener in it. Yeah.
1: Whereas this place, clearly, because it's not, doesn't have like a single business occupying it, it's rented to several different businesses that are all there just to try to, you know, to earn a bit of money, earn a bit of buck. You know, none of them are really there to maintain or keep up the toilets. Yeah,
0: it, your one there reminds me of a similarly unlikely-ish toilet, but it's like this sort of little brick shack in this farmhouse development where there's like a, a boiler spares company, and basically you walk around the back of this company's warehouse and there's this tiny room that's just a toilet and a sink and it's like so old and like probably 50s, 60s that the window's like jammed and it's jammed open so like if you're there in winter, you're having a very misty pee. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but the view out of the window when you wash your hands, it's like it's almost like a piece of Grand Designs architecture that Kevin would talk about. Because it's just the horizon is so beautifully in the middle of your eyeline, at least of your my height, when you're washing your hands, that you can just look out for at least three quarters of a mile while you're washing your hands. That's it's lovely. like every single toilet's idea of aesthetic when they put something on a wall that's a picture. Like, that's what you see out the sink. Lovely. Uh, that's a dream That's a dream piss. It is. That's a dream piss. But it sounds like you both had one.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. It, well, I wouldn't say it was a dream piss. Uh, it was just a... It was like... It was like you weren't going to the toilet, but you were. If that makes sense. It was like... You didn't fully... You, you went being uncomfortable with the need for pee. And yeah. you, oh, I had relieved myself of the need for pee, but had left with a kind of equilibrium level of being uncomfortable, having, um, u- right. having, having used a, a, a toilet which you felt didn't belong. I, w- I would have felt safer and more relieved like peeing into one of the white appliances.
0: Not that this is usually an issue of yours, but it also doesn't sound the most clean and the most, because of the soaked toilet roll, like, it's just
1: damp. Well, I mean, it yeah, will damp. Be, but it it's will, will But it
0: will be damp if it's kind of, you know, there are no windows. But you're just aware that you probably smell of that damp now as you leave.
1: Forever. Yeah, exactly. And then you You also, where you then leave into, it's not a nice environment. And then you then, oh, so you go through the white appliances and then you go back into this weird room filled with 10 different businesses trying to sell you their food. And then you make that link in your head that all of the people in this room trying to sell you food is using that toilet to relieve... Including the, the
0: incredibly dejected guy selling,
1: selling ramen. Selling, yeah. And you, the relationship between your food and the toilet, you know, it links up. Not great. And you then start... Bless kind of... him
0: at the very back giving a free toilet attendant service.
1: Oh, I know. I, felt, I did For feel no sorry. charge. I did feel sorry for him.
0: Right, What to- what is your unlikely toilet... I'm very excited about this uh, because I'd completely forgotten about this until you sent this week's theme. And I just thought, I sent a picture of this. This is pre-Talking Toilets days, when I sort of had my fledgling fascination with uh, where (laughs) I go. But I was in Chichester, which is in West Sussex. Uh, We were doing a show, so I had to organise my own digs, which for non-theatre people is where you go and stay... If you're out on the road, touring or doing whatever you're doing. And I basically had... I quite like to get the whole place if I'm getting digs. Which obviously isn't great for the wallet. It is good for the privacy and the kind of... You know, not being with actors 24-7 thing. Mm. Which is always good, I would recommend. Uh, So we got this house. uh, Which was a house. A whole house. Which me and one other person uh, got so we had the it was like a kitchen big living area dining room smaller living area upstairs there were two bedrooms a study and then at the top is the attic room now we didn't know what rooms had been given to us or allocated to us and it was a bit of a free-for-all but they did say something about a room having to be kept as it is uh, which (laughs) we later sort of just said no because it's a nice bed and we're going to stay in there but the first night, we didn't. So I stayed in the attic room, which is a single bed. The house had two bathrooms. Now, one of them isn't really a bathroom, and that's the one I'm going to talk about. The other one, to give you an idea of aesthetic of a toilet or a bathroom that I hate, this is it. Any bathroom that's like, I'll put these on the socials, but any bathroom, seaside-themed, I just can't, I can't deal with it. I don't like it. I feel like it's a it's a piss-poor connection about water and about yeah. like the ebbing and flowing of the tide supposedly you're meant to be hearing the sound of the waves when you go inside it like when you hold a conch up to your ear it's also coarse wood as well
1: like the panels so yeah it yeah you feel that absorbed although ironically that's it's slightly more antibacterial isn't it
0: yeah potentially but there's also like there's often knots and like ropes uh, or like hanging bits of like distressed words with frames and shit I just don't go in for it no offence to the person whose house I stayed in who will remain anonymous for very (laughs) obvious reasons well maybe you shouldn't
1: put the photos up onto the
0: socials (laughs) I'm sure he doesn't have my real name yeah fuck it Um, I'm probably not going to be going back anytime soon but uh, you weren't even by the sea were you? Well, Chichester is slightly close to the the south coast. Well, it's slightly yeah. more forgivable, in my my idea, if it is near you the could, sea. You could drive a boat down in like 40 minutes. Okay. If you had five million pounds. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> this isn't going to be a lefty uh, diatribe. The unlikely nature of the toilet was in that attic room. There were two cupboards that like uh, a triangular shape to the middle of the room. So you open one and it's a linen cupboard, as you'd expect. And then the other cupboard, it's it like comes up to me on my solar plexus and yep. my chest plate. And you open the door and it's a toilet <laughs> <laughs> just in this cupboard. And it's like, it's very clear that this it. toilet was, was put in to accommodate, because, because the house is basically a holiday let or an Airbnb, depending on which customer is using it, it's like, if we've got three people in one family sharing one bathroom, it'd be good if we had the, the top uh, floor room attic for f- like free with one toilet inside it. And somehow yeah. they've managed to plummet into this tiny cupboard that really is not very tall. And obviously uh, hilarity ensued. And I will put this up on the social. But this is me inside the toilet. And as you can see, <laughs> I love it. I barely fit into it, and I got lots of comments on, on the, the length of my neck for that photograph, for some reason, I don't know. Was there is there a sink in the room? No, no sink. So, um, incredibly hygienic.
1: It's awful. Uh, so, yeah. I, I
0: mean, my favourite part of it is that it's like a cupboard, you know,
1: like a nanny, a toilet. I well, think it's, it's really... a closet.
0: It's a water closet. It's a wash closet. It's a closet. water closet, yeah. it's literally I, lo-
1: I love that. And I'm also a big fan of kind of having more toilets than necessary i mean yeah i think but i would rather i i don't feel that it's having more toilets than necessary suddenly becomes awful when you don't complement a toilet with a sink do you know what i mean they do they do have to and ideally to be in separate rooms next to each other adjacent i think
0: i think i prefer that as long as there's a sink nearby i think i prefer that to a room that you stay in that has a bed and just a sink in the corner i find that (laughs) I find that almost like prison. That really? kind really, of yeah. I th- no, prison would be you just have a toilet and a bed. Yeah, and a bed. The but I'd... there's something about the sink in the room that's like wash yourself in this. Do you know
1: what? I agree. It's a really creepy invitation. The sensation of not liking it is something that I have felt before, but yeah. I'm I'm now I've I've my opinion of it's changed. I I first stayed at my auntie's. House. I feel like it's
0: useful for three people junkies. It's people who have incontinence. Hey. The, and... No,
1: what are you talking about? I don't use that. No. What it is is <laughs> the t- so when I when I was a kid, I stayed in a one of my auntie who lives in Newcastle and she has a sink in one of her guest bedrooms or whatever bedroom it was. Um, and I found it very weird, quite disconcerting actually. I was a bit confused what room I was in. It was just <laughs> it was just but it's also when you first discover it, when you first see this strange alteration to um you know aesthetic reality Uh, i think how i might have been seven and that's you know to have seven years of your life knowing the difference between a bathroom and a bedroom and then suddenly having them combined together at the age of seven is quite big but then when i have when i my opinion on it changed was when my parents retired and they moved to eastbourne and their and the spare bedroom has a sink in it And it was, again, it felt very strange. It felt, you know, I couldn't quite relax into it. And then I stayed there for a few days and it was, I could get water whenever I wanted. I could brush my teeth without having to leave the room. I had, it was just, I suppose those were the only two options that I could use the sink for. But it was, it was useful to be able to get water in the middle of the night Without yeah. having to disrupt, just put a glass of water by your bed, or walk on the land. Yeah, but then I'd drink the glass of water. Do you know what I mean? And it's also this idea, of glass, stale, stale water. I drink more than a pint of water. I also pee considerably, so it doesn't really help. I then drink more water <laughs> and then have to walk out and go to the toilet. You're talking about it... equilibriums, equilibrium. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't mind it. I actually find. I actually quite like it. I would rather have an ensuite with a toilet in it. Yeah, but I've, yeah, I've never been that. Fortunate though.
0: Would you prefer the sink in the room on its own to a toilet in the room on its own? Yes. I think I'd probably be with you there, to be <laughs> honest. I didn't utilise that toilet once. It would be... Um, what? You didn't use no, it? No, no, no. Well, no. There's, I, to, to, I'm more comfortable. I like the cheeky sit-down we every now and again, but I, I'm... I'm not really comfortable doing it if I have to crane my neck while I'm sat down, but <laughs> also I couldn't do it standing up because I would have to literally either go limbo or crouch to urinate. Yeah,
1: okay. If I was that.
0: facing the toilet. So uh, it wasn't really A, practical or B, enticing. The aura was very threatening. A threatening aura. Yeah, it, great. You had to be in a stress position, basically. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, shall we move on to our final thoughts? So this is the part of the podcast where we talk about hopes for the future. Um, I'm going to just launch straight in and say, on a day where we are discussing homophobia and transphobia, I hope that the next toilet I see in a place that I wouldn't expect it in public is a gender neutral toilet. There you have it. Cool,
1: great. I mean I uh, when I think about what I want for the future, I, mean, I just I can't not make it political having just read the the Andy Burnham article in the Guardian about how, you know, last Sunday when Boris Johnson wanted to, you know, restart the country, he didn't communicate it with anybody. Nobody was given any notice. Um, and as a result, I just think we all need to start communicating better. I think we all need to be slightly more human. And we all just need to take life a little bit more seriously in some side, which will allow us to kind of think about life in a slightly more ridiculous fashion. There's this great, there's this good podcast. So we've joined these kind of podcast communities having started this up. And there's a podcast I'd really like to give a shout out to, which is um, Talking Jack Shit. Podcast. There are two boys who, um, well, it's actually you know, a few guys. They bring on guests and things, um, and they're near us in West Hampstead, actually. So we're, prob- we're probably going to do a collab with them. But you know, in order for us to be able to, you know, talk jack shit. We need to be able to start taking other things seriously. And the person who really should be taking the world seriously right now is Boris Johnson. And the fact that he didn't communicate about easing the lockdown and changing the slogan to stay alert to the people that are trying to run these very difficult cities is disgusting. There'll be more people on the buses, more people on the roads, more people on the streets. And, you know, there's
0: no support for any of them. uh, Absolutely. just, Just because of his poor communication. It feels um, like it's the beginning of a free-for-all, if I'm being honest. I see things developing day on day on day. This morning, even, just waking up, I heard more traffic on the roads than I've heard on a Sunday for the last three months. Absolutely. Yeah, they've opened at the tennis court, so I, could, I, I potentially could go and play tennis. It's with your household, isn't it? But again, the idea that we're trying to get across is that if you can, stay where stay you are. Doors.
1: Great. Well, thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, next week, we're probably going to try and release something a little bit different. So make sure you tune in for that. Follow us on Facebook on Talking Tea Podcast. Again, that's because uh, Facebook
0: thinks toilet is a derogatory word. And on Instagram and Twitter, we are at Toilets underscore and keep the great feedback coming back in. Again, if you have shit feedback, just place it in the toilet with all the rest of your fucking shit. Also,
1: any toilet stories or toilet photos, please email them to talkingtoiletspodcast at gmail.com. We've had some great ones sent in. And as always, keep flushing. Keep on
0: flushing.